Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of Into the Unknown. Hopefully you've listened to our last two podcasts, uh, the one with Khadija Mella and also the one that came out last Friday about successfully failing. Uh, nice little play on words there. Uh, today nice, we want to, no, no, <laughs> can I say, um, today we want to tackle the topic of social media uh, and its influence and use in sport, essentially. So kind of the, the good, the bad, the ugly. Before um, I do that, though, do you want to tell everyone where you are? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little plug. Um, yeah, so I am currently in Beijing uh, at the Winter Olympic Games, supporting one of my many talented athletes, uh, Elsa Desmond. Um, yeah, it's been a fantastic experience. I'm sure that we'll talk about that, maybe talk about that on another podcast, just how I found it and stuff. But so, yeah, that's where I am. I'm recording Even... live from my living room. Yes, go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> but to be fair, I am sat on a bed as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we want kind of the good, the bad, the ugly of social media. Um, and I guess how people use it for good, how people use it that could potentially come back to bite them in the ass, um, which I'm sure people have used in the past. Um, first, let's go with, what do you think, I'll pose the question to you, what do you think social media, like what are the benefits that come out of using social media for sport in your, um, and from your perspective? Well, I think there's loads of benefits. And I think the main thing is that it creates a much bigger and wider platform for everyone um, mm. and it allows people to reach audiences and interact with audiences that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to so for example for myself um, I'm obviously made my, my main sponsor and source of funding is from the Hong Kong Jockey Club and then the Hong Kong government but then other than that with product sponsorships and mm. you know um a little bit of sponsorships on the side and um, things like uh, equipment and horse feed and stuff like that. That's all come from social media um, or at least par partially come from social media in that, yeah, I might meet people at competitions and people might see me at, at events and competing and I talk to them there. But then instead of, whereas before I think I would sort of either write them an email or call them on uh, call them on the phone i'd still do that but also also accompanied with i'd um interact with them on my facebook page or my instagram page and i think what that does is that not only do they talk to me and 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 understand me sort of as a person and how i operate but then they they can see straight away from themselves like they're not just taking my word for it they're seeing, you know, my social media, what I'm putting out. And as a result, like they're seeing my competition results, like they're seeing 
the way I ride. They're seeing my horses um, and, you know, what I do with my horses day in, day out, week in, week out at competitions. And it just gives them a chance to be able to see all that. And for me to present myself and the image that I want to present to them. And I think that's played a massive role in securing those sponsorships. Um, and yeah. I think if it was just me writing a letter or calling them, especially for, I guess, an athlete like myself, who's up and coming, like I'm not at the very, very top. Um, and it's, I'm not like a household name or whatever. Um, you know, for me to be able to quite easily and readily like present my brand or present, you know, what I'm about on Facebook and on Instagram is really helpful. Um, uh, really helpful in terms of growing my network and also just showing people who are potential sponsors or investors of um, like what I do and what I'm about. Yeah. But I know for you as well, like you, you know, most of your business is on social media. So how do you find that? Yeah, I think uh, similar to you, obviously being in the same world of sport and fitness and health, etc. Obviously, I'm on the other side of things. So being a coach, the use of social media has far reaching impact to not only just the people that know me and you know who I coach, but also people who potentially don't have someone who coaches them or is just there for information. Um, and we can probably go into the kind of information overload in a, in a future episode or, or maybe a bit later, but yeah, for me, like just building the brand, you know, building my brand personally, being able to reach out to clients, uh, to other coaches, seeing what other coaches are doing, um, being able to share my opinions, my thoughts, my views, uh, you know, like I've been sharing a lot of the stuff whilst I'm out here in, in Beijing. Um, and it's, it's just been really helpful to, to connect with other people uh to like i said to get my point of view across in terms of how i program for strength how i coach this athlete how i coach that athlete how i deal with you know a whole host of other things um and how, yeah. how effective do you find that like because i see that you post you know like information posts mm. um you know stuff about diet um stuff about sleep about strength mm. training how effective do you find that in terms of reaching the people that you want to reach and being able to like share that information as opposed to just say in-person training or like word of mouth kind of thing? I mean, most of my clientele come from word of mouth. Um, I still think that is my biggest source of, um, I guess, marketing you know, someone does a good job or you coach someone well, and then they say, oh, you're looking for a coach. Maybe you should come, come to my coach. Uh, and I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think, I don't think marketing, um, any other kind of marketing is, is as strong as, as word of mouth in my, in my perspective, especially yeah, from true. my, you know, my side of things. Um, even, even if someone were to say, like my mum went and bought this new nifty kitchen gadget just because a couple of her friends came around and said, oh, we've just bought this. 
like you'll love it it's absolutely amazing she had no idea what it was and she's gone out and bought it and so i think like you know the the value of of what you hold when people tell you in terms of if if you respect that person and they say come to this guy he knows what he's talking about um but also on the flip side like you said some of the posts are targeted to say discussions i've had with athletes discussions i've had with other coaches and so rather than me just keep all of the information bottled in my head, which is not really useful to anybody other than myself, I think just sharing that information as a whole can have so much more value to the industry rather than just to you singularly. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to have a profound impact <laughs> in the industry, but within my small circle, that is a profound impact. Um and, I mean, and it's, just, it's just a simple equation, isn't it? Like it's, if you can, if you have this piece of information and you're sharing it with, with me and your other clients, like why not also spread that even more just in a really yeah. sort of easy, low effort way? Yeah, but for what, sure. What did you mean earlier by um, like information overload? So I think one of the biggest issues that has come out of social media, and we can go into kind of like the, the, the negative stuff in a minute but like there's blogs youtube instagram you know there's a whole host of places where you can get information from uh in terms of getting stronger whatever the hell you're you're doing um a lot of it is good but there's also a lot of absolute crap out there yeah um, I've seen some shit. and the problem is is that it's not vetted it's not vetoed. Anybody can post whatever they want. And I'm not saying that you're not in, I'm not saying that you're not entitled to your own opinion because absolutely you can share whatever you want. But the issue then becomes a lot of the stuff that you might do, which is sound scientific anecdotal evidence. Um, it's almost discredited by people posting stuff because it just gets more views because it's exciting and it's cool, but does it actually work? Probably not. Um, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And, and I, I really relate to that. Like I, so I think more than in specific sports, just the health and fitness industry and the health and fitness side of social media, that is a world where that is so true and so visible just from looking from the outside even. And like, I've kind of stopped following these pages, but when I did before, and I've followed a lot of like, I guess like fitness influences and stuff like that, um, I'd say probably 90% of them is, it's the same shit every day. You know, like the girls are posting like a selfie of them in their leggings, like with that bum pose and, the guys are like posting shirtless selfies or like in the gym they're doing bicep curls or squat bench dead like it's always the same shit 90 percent. yeah yeah and that 10 percent is the people who kind of want to push that and as a result they're driven to doing more like adventurous niche stuff but is that always good probably not like you've got someone who's doing like a safety bar squat on a BOSU ball while doing bicep curls 
I'm not going to name any names. You can if you want. But uh, <laughs> but then, you know, a part of me thinks, you know, you kind of need that that um, difference and that sort of shock factor to be able to stand out from the rest of them. But just because that's different doesn't mean it's good. And then the actual good stuff, you know, people who put a lot of effort into their posts, um, such as yourself, about like trying to generate actual information and sharing some some science and as well as their own knowledge and their own experience like one i guess that stuff is a lot harder to to read like it's not so boom in your face like this is what it is you actually have to put effort into reading and understanding it so that draws fewer people into reading it but then two it also gets gets filtered out it gets like mixed in with with the rest of it and because it's not generating the views and the likes because it's it's more effort basically it doesn't get as wide a reach as it should and you know like that's that's in part down to the algorithms of instagram and facebook as well but it's also like it's you know it's not what people want to see straight away you know but then is it actually the right kind of stuff that people should be seeing and then it's it becomes a place where it's actually quite hard to choose like what what you want to be seeing on your feed and what you want to be learning and what do you want to be exposed to because it'll always be no matter which i guess which area you're in you'll always be exposed to the stuff that'll get the most attention and and the most interaction and like going back to like the word of mouth thing i think because both of us are quite as people like we get along with people the best in person um so yeah like people see my social media and that that draws them in and that sees that gets them to see like what i do and my competitions and stuff but at the end of the day like i still i feel like it's still me talking to them um me meeting them in person and you know chatting with them and getting to know them that gets me those those sponsorships and those deals and investors um, rather than just social media itself but then on the other on the other side like the people who are doing things to generate those tens of thousands and millions of views like with like you know hundreds of thousands of followers like they're able to get 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 people and get sponsorships without having to do that much and I think that's quite a, not in a, like a derogatory way. I think just the way in which people are networking and the landscape of that has shifted a lot. And that's definitely true for, for my sport in equestrian. And I think maybe also for weightlifting and um, strength sports. And I think, um, you know, like you, you can have someone who is a, who can put on their profile there an eventer or a show jumper they've never been to a competition in their lives but because they have that label and they have 20,000 followers because they post some cool and funny content all of a sudden like they're getting like saddle sponsors feed sponsors you know all sorts of sponsorships um and I'm sure you can relate to that in in your sports yeah um going back to the point that you made right at the start as well is you know, obviously I've got two kind of social media accounts. I've got my business account and my personal account. 
Then obviously the personal account, which I always find interesting. You know, I've had for a lot longer. Most of the stuff I post, you know, personal things, weightlifting, like my actual weightlifting, like my training. Um, and I've I've gone through a, a phase in my kind of career and life. Obviously, I'm a little older now than I was when I first started using Instagram, where I just it doesn't really. Um, I don't really tend to follow that many people that I would class as influencers anymore. Um, apart from people that I personally know and have met. Um, and I just find it's just much easier to handle that way. Um, you know, because it, social media is, is, is a great thing. You can be connected to family and to friends and to, to network with new people like you said with sponsors you could generate money from it you could generate new clients you could generate you know a, a friend or, or a girlfriend or who you know it has unlimited possibilities but then on the dark side um you have to also remember that social media is a snapshot of your life there's no context between what happened before and what happened after you've posted or written. It's only a snapshot. And I think it's hard to dissociate your life with what you see on so other people's social medias because you think, oh, you know, they're, oh, they're going traveling every week or, oh, they're posting this or posting that. But like I said, it's just a snapshot of their life. You don't yeah, know what's going on. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's it becomes just as a wider conversation about social media, like it becomes quite, I guess, unhealthy and unproductive for you to to sit there and just look at, like you say, like the snapshots of people's lives and their sort of highlight reel, as it were, Um, because people will only post the stuff that they want you to see, even myself and you like it we're only going to post what because we're not going to we're not going to take a picture and be like oh we don't want anyone to see this i'll put it on social media for everyone to see (laughs) like that just doesn't make sense so it's just the stuff that i want people to see which is i guess 90 percent the good stuff and then the 10 percent of bad stuff is still sort of the bad stuff that i want people to see the stuff that i want to be like oh you know i'm a genuine guy like i post my mistakes so here you go you know it's not it's still, do you know what I mean? And again, like you say, it's a, it can be a really powerful tool. Like uh, my girlfriend and I met on social media, um, but I can only imagine that um, the disappointment at times when she's realized that I'm not the same person necessarily always as I am on Instagram. Good thing she loves me very much and that doesn't matter anymore. But like, you know, it can be quite a dangerous dangerous landscape to be to be trying to to be trying to to get a hold of you know um and you know i think that there are a lot of you can when we say you know fake it till you make it i think there are a lot of people faking it on social media and yeah for sure relating back to what you said about it just being just being a snapshot and just being you know what you want people to see of your brand and of yourself like a lot of people 
portray themselves in a way in which it's not really it's not really real and yeah. it's not who they are in real life whether that's them as people or what they've achieved mm. and uh, yeah it's it's difficult because then you get people who like i was saying earlier in in my sport and uh you know in strength sports as well like so many people i see or i saw before like they'd have in their bio bodybuilder or a powerlifter or weightlifter but they've never like they've never like they've never went on stage in their life or they've never stepped foot on a platform at a competition um but they've given themselves that label because they're doing clean and jerks twice a week in the gym um or there's squat bench and deadlifting twice a week in the gym and, and you know like but then i guess people who don't realize that see that and you know take that seriously and then that's how they that's how that audience grows and they're able to get the same opportunities and the same networking if not more than than the people who are actually doing a lot of work and trying to to make a living out of it so i i think that skews it a little bit i don't know if you agree yeah no i do agree with you i do and actually it's interesting uh, i was having this same conversation with um a couple of the the coaches here as well like it's been a great place to network you know because another thing that sometimes you don't see on social media is how other people are doing things the difficulty with the sport that i work with out here with elsa and with luge is there's not really a lot of information out there and so actually me sharing some information even though it might be limited in its capacity currently it's useful to some people because they they don't know what they what to do they don't know that maybe they want to know how 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 do you get into luge they've seen so many posts about elsa and and being on bbc and and things like that. and it's it's absolutely fantastic that that is happening and then on the flip side with me you know kind of coaching her and us coming four or five years down the line i knew absolutely nothing about winter sports and and now to, to what I am now obviously I've still got a long way to go and it's still a continuum that there's always going to be something that you need to learn or relearn or or whatever and speaking to some of the kind of Austrian and German coaches like they don't put anything on social media about their training really um and I don't know whether it's because they don't want it to be out there or whether they just don't think that it would be useful. But for me, it's super useful. You know, yeah, I was like saying for me to them, personally, like, I've never seen anything about Luge until until no. I've seen your posts and Elsa's posts. Yeah. And just that kind of awareness, you know. For sure. Um, and so, you know, you might be able to understand why people don't post stuff like that because they don't want to give away their secrets, as it were. Not that it's that secret like we all know how to get someone strong we all know how to make someone powerful it's not really that i don't i say it's not really that difficult but you know what i mean like there is no secret pill you can yeah, you don't 100%. just go we do this one exercise and this is the only reason why she's good it's yeah, not no it's everything all. else it's the for foundations sure. that it goes for goes for everything you know there's uh <laughs> i remember watching watching this um this this masterclass thing in in a that, that a show jumper was was holding online and he said 
it's like when you watch those and i anyone who knows me knows that i fucking love love barbecue and i love like american pit barbecues anyway so he was saying um this this will go around full circle by the way (laughs) just bear with he was saying that the people who kind of hide their secrets or hide that that edge is like those those pit masters who when you go to them and be like oh how is this meat so tender like what's so how is it so good they're like oh it's a special sauce but <laughs> in reality like it's got fuck all to do with the sauce it's everything else like it's all the essentials like how you manage yeah. the temperature of the pits like how good your meat is you know how well it's seasoned blah blah like For i don't sure. know that much about barbecue but um it's all the other all the other things that make it and the sauce is like like the icing on top as it were. yeah for um, sure. and it's the same with 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 everything else with for sure my sport like just strength training in general but another thing that could come out is coming out of social media i think is that when people are trying to give out information seeing that kind of stuff like the really basic fundamental information and doing it well that's boring like that's not what the general public wants to see that's that might be what you and i want to see because we we know that that's useful information and that's good knowledge but the general public like i guess especially beginners who are looking for ways to improve really quickly there are people putting stuff out there about like the secrets or you know five ways to get strong fast or like um you know hidden hidden tricks to to be better at at this um and kind of labeling it as the the be all end all the secret source of of getting better and that's quite quite misleading um and but because that is so captivating and that generates a lot of interaction and people sharing it and and watching it that generates the views and that gets shared the most as well and that gets pushed around probably more than it should yeah for sure and i think the thing is actually that you just mentioned about the five the five ways to get strong you know and it's just like or, or or even like absolute statements like if you want to get strong you have to back squat which is just ridiculous it's stupid no you don't if you want to be strong at back yeah, squatting, do. what do you need to do? Probably back squat. So, <laughs> you know, um, but it's like, um, what's the statement I was going to say? I, I lost my train of thought and then I just went on, on to another one. But, you know, that, that special source, it, it's, it's capturing to that person. How many people are actually going to use that information, though? Like, I don't know very many people that would go on Instagram and they'd say five ways or, or the best way to get the best way to get strong. <laughs> I don't know very many people that just go, no. that's what I'm going to do. They read <laughs> it and go, Oh fuck, that's cool. I'm going to try that. They don't ever try it very rarely anyway. But anyway, the point I, I was trying people... to make. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying. The point I was trying to make earlier, and I don't know if you agree with me. Have you played the game Sims? Yeah, of course I've played Sims, man. It was my okay. life. So this is what I was saying to this is not the Austrian or German coaches, because well, I you know, it's different cultures, what have you, but we don't I was play saying Sims. we do not play Sims. But uh one of the coaches I was talking to, I was like, I said to him, social media is a bit like Sims. 
you can just basically create your own life, your own world. Uh, and if you want to live in that world, you can. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I mean, you can, you, you could be whoever you want on social media, really. It's um, like Sims, but millions of people can see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an online version of Sims. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on, on the flip side, you know, Obviously, we've been talking about social media from athlete and coach, but from the fan side, you know, it, it makes sports so much more accessible to people. They can engage more in their sport, you know. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, and obviously, we're not, I don't just want to talk about, you know, the, the, the bad stuff about social media because there is a lot of good stuff as well. And like, I, ju I just think, you know, for me, it will be hard to keep up to, with a lot of the sports that I enjoy watching. NFL, you know, even even stuff that you do as well. Uh, you know, the equestrian stuff. When you post things, I'm watching it and I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's cool. Like, you know, and I think it just brings that sport outside of just your circle of equine yeah, that's athletes. Such a, <laughs> that's such and, a good point. I think, you know, when I when I post stuff about my training and like clips of my competition and photos and stuff like that it's so it's so I, I it's really normal for me like it's all this all the content is like in my head it's sort of like everyday stuff yeah and I don't realize like in my world it's everyday stuff but people outside of that outside of this little equestrian bubble um it's not it's not everyday stuff like they want to see this they want to yeah, see sure. you know what i'm doing every day in terms of my training you know they want to see how i did at the competition and it's and believe it or not like it's exciting for people to watch and it's something different yeah um, which is really cool like because you and i growing up if we wanted to follow a sport we didn't really have instagram or facebook like we couldn't no. follow individual athletes you know we what we could do was switch on the tv to bbc sports or whatever um well i didn't have bbc sports in hong kong we yeah. i got like dvds of yeah. competitions you know and, <laughs> and that's kind of the only access that that you had and then and then there was mm. youtube obviously and then you'd watch or well, i was watching like clips on youtube of competitions and that was like the next step that was okay we've moved moved on from the dvds now we could watch it on youtube but it's still just like snapshots of competitions and stuff like that but kids growing up now like fans of of, of sports now and kids who aspire to be um either athletes in that sport or they're just they're fans and followers of it they can not only watch those competitions but follow those athletes day to day like see yeah, what they're sure. doing in training, see what they're doing to get to where they are and in a way interact with them. And, you know, that is so much more, I guess, well, fun and captivating, but in many ways also useful and, and empowering. And it, yeah. it, I think it, it inspires more people and it's another way, another platform for, for athletes to, to reach their followers and reach their fans and ins inspire them. Yeah, for sure. The other, the other point that I wanted to make as well, 
and this is kind of feeding into you, but I'll kind of make two points. The first one was related to what, what we were just discussing, you know, based on if you share videos and you think, oh, this is just an everyday thing, but then I repost that. And, you know, this has happened numerous occasions when I'll post things about, you know, you horse riding, I'll get people comment and go, this is cool. Or like, oh, this, you know, and they've had no idea about, you know, eventing before they, because my group of people, you know, I, I'm not in the equestrian world and it's the same thing with luge. Like, you know, I'm posting things and they're going, this sport looks sick, you know? And I think just drawing more attention into that sport and making it more diverse for one, that it's attracting people from different walks of life, but also that it it's, it's, making the sport almost seem slightly more accessible and exciting for people who aren't just within that sport, that small circle of weightlifting or equestrian or luge or, you know, everyone now can enjoy it because they're not- actually so cool. I've not even, I've not even thought of that. That's sick. Yeah. It's a bit. It's, I, it's, yeah. Know, that's like, yeah. And it spreads like, well, it's like COVID bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> your, my bubble like affects your bubble and so forth. Um, and it's a great, I guess, thinking about it, it's such a great way to, like you say, like get a wider audience and get more awareness because that's the way that we can spread our sports and spread sort of the enjoyment and excitement of our sports to a wider audience outside of that, outside of TV and broadcasting, because that's, let's face yeah. it, that's taken by football and rugby and well yeah and the big time sports yeah precisely and then kind of feeding into that as well you know kind of the point I wanted to make earlier was that and, and we mentioned this in in the podcast where we spoke about the Djokovic issues that a lot of sportsmen and women and coaches and officials and everybody else who's involved within sport are, are so much more accountable by what they say publicly now because of social media. I remember back in 2012 when, when there was a, um, a, what was she, a triple jumper? And I think she got ejected from the 2012 games because she posted something. Uh, it was like a racial slur uh, on Twitter. And she got, she got banned from the Olympics you know, and just be, or not just because she'd made a, a racial comment, but, you know, the fact that people had seen that and they'd gone, we don't like that. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of power to that. And speaking on the kind of diversity and racism sort of area as well, one of the biggest things that I've seen or movements that I've seen recently ha has been Black Lives Matter and how much that's fed into sport. And yeah, for sure. it hasn't just affected people who know stuff about racism or politics or how culture is, how this kind of culture is ingrained into us. Um, sportsmen and women are, are posting this now all the time and it's a big yeah. deal. And it and feels like it's really powerful, sports. isn't it? I yeah, think. it's super powerful. It has um, such a wide reach of you know when footballers are posting about taking a knee and, yeah you know rugby players are, are, are posting with the hashtag rugby against racism 
mm. that sort of thing. It can, it seems quite trivial and it, it seems like, oh, what's that going to achieve? But in reality, like people who would have never otherwise seen any of this stuff. Yeah. And, or if you see it on TV before a game, oh, you don't really care. But if it's mm. there every day and you see that a lot of people are behind it and a lot of these people that you, you follow and you admire and you aspire to be, people who, who inspire you are also pushing that message, then yeah. you're a lot more likely to, to listen and to, to be open to it. And I think that's the, the, one of the powers of social media. And the flip side to what you were saying earlier as well about you sharing, sharing um, my writing posts or Elsa's luge stuff. Um, when I share your stuff and, and the SNC work that we do on my page, like, and, and we'll for sure talk about this in, in a later episode about, about strength and conditioning training in sports, but in my sport, it's, there's a lot of areas where that's really behind and the same with a lot of different sports, I'm sure. Um, but so when I'm posting stuff like that, when I post stuff about, you know, what we're doing uh, for me in the gym off the horse to make me better on the horse, people see that and be like, wow, like that, that's new information to them, which yeah, people, yeah. you and I probably forget as well, because again, that's sort of everyday stuff. And, and mm -hmm. we kind of, we take that for granted a little bit, but yeah. we have to remember that that is, that is new information for people as small and trivial as we might think it is. Like people might not know that, you know, doing hip hinge movements, it like correlates to when you're hip hinging on a horse and it makes yeah. you more strong and stable in that position. Yeah. Um, and well, almost to the point of being strong could actually have some negative effects, but also a lot of positive effects in the fact that if you're doing it correctly, you probably might not get any back pain anymore. And I think people forget about that, that like strength is not necessarily just to build strength. It's also just to have longevity in a sport and to, to stay healthy so that yeah, you can sure. still continue to enjoy it for sure I mean, um, in equestrian it's still the general i guess rhetoric of the general idea of of that because so many of us suffer from back pain mm. just from everyday wear and tear like chronic yeah, back yeah. pain and you know you ask you ask the gen like general public within the equestrian bubble like oh how, how do you fix back pain like oh do yoga stretch your back you know stretch your hamstring but yeah do those things yeah, but yeah. also strengthening your core muscles strengthening your back and strengthening the the stabilizing and supporting muscles around that is also a massive uh, factor to reducing back pain and it, for, for me it definitely has but that's not something that's really spoken about or, or known no for sure um no exactly uh I mean, we're talking about social media yeah yeah i'm do a yui so we can get back to what we're talking about um there's kind of one more thing as well that i wanted to bring up well two actually one kind of positive and one negative and I think you touched on it a lot earlier where you were talking about the use of your social media for sponsors and for, you know, people that watch you and so on and so forth. Um, and I think ultimately social media for us is free to use. 
And so it's a lot less expensive than traditional media is. You know, putting posters on the underground is probably a hefty bill to pay for organizations. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, but what I am saying is that if you look at the majority of people nowadays in the underground, they're not looking at posters, they're on their phones. And yeah, for sure. media, that's such a good point. It, it's, you're going down the escalator, you're not looking at the sides, you're looking at the, the ads on social media. Yeah, pro- yeah, exactly. And people know that. And I'm not saying that it's like, I'd, I, I don't know if we'd ever get to the point where social media ever, um, ever trumps. Sorry, my, my alarm's going off for some reason. Uh, I don't think we'll get to the point where social media ever does away with traditional media. Like, I still think there's some importance and relevance to traditional media. But the thing is, is that, like I said, it's, it just costs a lot less. You know, a sponsor, like they could sponsor you and pay you or give you like a free, some free stuff for your horses. That's going to cost a lot less in terms of marketing than it is if they have to go to horse shows and pay for a stall and then go, oh, guys, you could come to this. They've got to pay for the for the stall. They've got to pay if they get food there. They've got to pay to, to actually get there. They've got to pay their employees. It costs less as a whole. And so, you know, for organizations, for companies, for us, it's far more cost effective. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I've never thought of it from that angle, from that perspective of, the people who are sponsoring or investing it's actually in many ways really effective and cost effective tool yeah um, but that goes back again to to what we were saying about actually you know in many ways the sort of traditional like word of mouth kind of uh, techniques are in many ways the most effective yeah. um and you know just quickly bring it back to yeah in my sport for sure and in in strength sports as well and in in health and fitness i see that as well but the people so i follow the you know the top riders on social media and they have a fraction of followers compared to your your equestrian influences kind of people you know um those people who who aren't on the same level but they've got like two million followers whereas the world number one's got maybe two hundred thousand. um so yeah and i think that's the same in in a lot of different a lot of different uh, bubbles and areas of social media um but yeah my point with that is that you know, again, that that feeds into what people see and what the general public see, um, what's useful information versus just just junk that people are consuming. And I think, yeah, to to go to for something for everyone to go away with. And it's something that I've definitely been more aware about the last year or so about how we use social media. Because yeah. we've talked a lot about, you know, ways in which it can be super useful and really powerful in learning and spreading messages, in, in networking, all those things. But I think we have to be more aware of what 
we're interacting with on social media yeah. you know we have to not fall for the super clickbaity stuff that's going to generate like loads of reactions because it's so like in your face and we actually have to take a bit of time and effort to to look at what's good and look at you know what's actually useful and what the play, the areas of social media where we can learn and we can we or we can you know uh spread and share like positive or useful information or messages absolutely absolutely i uh have nothing more to add to that i think that was a good way to kind of round it off um basically going full circle in, in terms of what what we mentioned at the start um so yeah uh obviously that's our opinion on uh the uses of social media for sport how we've used it we've kind of gone into you know we've gone into the kind of the the good the bad the ugly i guess uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast what we'd love to know what you think yeah let us know what you think and also let us know what your thoughts are on on the impacts and and issues surrounding social media and sport if you think we've missed a few things uh or if you think we hit the nail on the head then uh let us know on social media (laughs) Uh, gotta go enjoy your chicken rice (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go and enjoy some more boiled boiled chicken uh catch you guys next week on the next episode so Yushwag, do you want to plug where people can find you yeah so on instagram i am at yushwan.su.eventing on facebook i am yushwan.su.eventing and my website is suyushwaneventing.com what about you connor mine is at connor lift stuff on instagram and at stoic strength systems on instagram and we was also just set up a patreon under the same name stoic strength systems so give those a follow i will put the links all down in the description if i figure out how to do it thank you for listening to this episode make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll see you next